unencumbered by political correctness, undeterred in her mission to spread the truth, unafraid to be a true conservative. She's unapologetic, uncompromising, unwavering, and an undeniably powerful voice when we need it most. This is my fight song. This is Rose Unplugged. My power's turned Welcome to this episode of Rose Unplugged. Joining me today is Dr. Michael Bussler. He is a public policy analyst, economics expert, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey. He's a featured columnist at Newsmax, The Hill, The Western Journal, and townhall.com. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Bussler. How are you today? I'm doing well, Rose. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. There is so much I want to talk to you about. Of course, Congress is, has been working through the spending bill, and we'll get to that. But before we do, there's something that caught my eye. I think it was about a week ago, and that was the CFO of Kroger's. Um, he told analysts and investors that uh, he was on a conference call with them, and they were talking about second quarter earnings. And then they noticed that there was higher inflation in some of its product categories during that second quarter. So it ended up in mid-August, he said, that they really started to see that these numbers were getting higher. So they have to pass along those higher costs to us, the consumer. And and he said it makes sense to do so. He talked about um, inflation being uh, continuing at a rate, a higher rate than it was previously thought. So can we talk about that for a moment? What does it mean when you hear a CFO of a major grocery chain tell us that we are going to have to absorb the costs that he has absorbed already. So I think he's just speaking the truth and looking at at facts here. So let's take a look at where we are. So um, based on numbers from August, the consumer price index, which is the most widely used uh, measure of inflation, consumer price index was up 5.2% in August from uh, August uh, last year so that's a 5.2 percent increase most of that increase has occurred since january um so if we keep up at this rate we're looking at probably about a six or seven percent inflation rate for the the year now the the federal reserve and the biden administration disagree with that assessment they say that the inflation problem will go away very soon um why do they say that they say the inflation is caused by disruptions in the supply chain right. uh, because we had a shutdown for COVID. We had some bad weather in Texas, which caused some uh, uh, problems. And many uh, industries are having difficulty getting workers to come back to exactly. work. So that's all causing shortages in supply. And that's what's driving prices up. As soon as the economy fully reopens and people get back to work, the inflation problem will go away and we don't have to do anything about it. That's the view of the president and the Federal Reserve. I disagree with that view. And the the reason is this. Prices aren't going up just because disruptions in the supply chain. In fact, that's not even the um, biggest reason. There are a few other reasons. Um, On the supply side, because workers aren't coming back to to work, uh, particularly lower um, wage workers, they have to raise wages significantly to bring them back to work. Right. Whereas they, they were starting paying somebody $14, $15 an hour. They're not coming back to work. Now they have to pay $16, $18 an hour. The problem is when you pay the new people that much, the people that have been there for a year say, hey, I'm worth 4 or $5 an hour more than the new person. Right. So I should get a raise. So there's a rippling effect of that, and you get a wage 
um, inflation that I think will continue. Secondly, on the supply side, the Biden administration has declared war on fossil fuels. They canceled the Keystone Pipeline. You can't drill on federal lands anymore. You can't drill in the Alaska shelf. That reduction in supply at a time when demand is increasing has driven up energy prices. That means we're going to be paying more for gasoline and heating oil. And also, businesses are going to pay more for energy to produce products. Retailers like uh, Kohl's, the Kroller we were talking about, they're going to be paying more because it's all brought in by truck. And truck has to pay uh, diesel fuel, and that's that's gone up. So because of energy rising energy prices, even when the economy fully reopens, that's still going to be a problem. On the demand side, we also have some excess demand issues. What are they brought about by? The federal government has deficit spent $6 trillion in the last two years, and they're trying to deficit spend more. That all puts excess demand in the economy, and with excess demand, that tends to be inflationary. Secondly, the Federal Reserve has kept interest rates near zero uh, for a long time. Yes, true. Uh, and the Federal Reserve has increased the money supply by over by almost 20 percent in the last 12 months. They do that by by printing up money to buy government bonds against the deficit. By increasing the money supply that much, that, too, is inflationary. So because of government policy, um, because of wage inflation, because of energy, rising energy costs, even when the economy fully reopens, I still think we're going to have an inflation problem. I've been, I've been saying for six months the Federal Reserve should reduce the buying of government bonds and start gradually raising interest rates, just like they did at the end of 2016. There was a hint of inflation at the end of 2016. Over the next two years, they raised interest rates eight times, a quarter of a point each time. They argued that was enough to take demand out of the economy so we don't didn't get inflation, but they argued it wasn't enough to slow down economic growth. Look at look at the uh, real quick. Look at the the housing market. Yes, skyrocketing. Why is that? There are people who weren't considering necessarily buying a new home suddenly say, you know, I can get a mortgage at two and a half percent and I I need down payment money. Well, the federal government gave the average family of four over eleven thousand dollars in free money last year. Most of it has been saved. So these people say, look, the government gave me money for a down payment. I get a two and a half percent mortgage. Now's the time to buy a house. So many people rushing into the market creates excess demand, housing prices are soaring. Same thing with automobiles. Yes. Now, there's a little bit of a supply issue because of the chips can't be made, but mostly the rising car prices are due to excess demand. You can get 0% financing for a car. The government gave you enough money for the down payment for the car. People say, well, I wasn't going to buy a car, but somebody will give me 0% financing and government will pay the down payment. Maybe I'll go buy a new car. So it's the excess demand that's mostly pulling prices up and until the Federal Reserve acts, and they're now starting to talk about acting, uh, once they act, once they start to act to bring uh, excess demand down, that's really going to curtail inflation. Wow. I'll tell you what. Um, here's a couple of things I would like to um, zero in on, particularly yeah. the cars. Um I, you know, you've noticed, of course, that they are buying used cars. Now, if you sell your your car, 
it's very hard and difficult to afford a new car. And yet the prices, I thought they might start dropping soon here. But it turns out that they just keep increasing, increasing on the amount of money that they are willing to give you for that used car. Where does this, how does this end when you see something like this? It's so upside down. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's all caused by excess demand. Uh, People who may not have considered buying a new car because of economic conditions, low interest rates and the government giving you money, they're uh, looking to buy uh, a car now. So when it will end is when the Federal Reserve starts to raise interest rates and starts to reduce the uh, growth and the money supply. And when the chip shortage is finally resolved, and that may take another six months or so, so supply can increase, that will tend to stabilize prices. I'm not so sure they'll fall, but at least we'll stabilize prices. You know, okay, are we expecting that the feds will raise the interest rates? They've said they're going to hold off originally till 2023. Now they're talking about holding off till the end of 2022. But they've said in the last month or two that they're going to slow down the rate of growth of the money supply and they do that uh, they've been buying 120 billion dollars a month of government bonds they're going to start to taper that down that will tend to push interest rates up a little bit and then they'll start to move directly to push interest rates up i think they're going to start raising interest rates fairly early into 2022 okay early in 22 uh, 2022 so what's okay so all right the housing market we know too that you know if you buy a home right now you're paying way more than that home is worth. That's going to have an effect on the economy as well down the road or on your personal economy. If you need to go to sell that home uh, later on, if you're not staying there at least a couple of years, uh, right. what happens when we've overpaid for so much automobiles, houses, you know, what, what happens? Well, the uh, question is, how, are we o- overpaying? And so we're paying a lot more for houses and cars and things that we did in the last uh, few years. But housing prices don't tend to fall. Now, they do occasionally. You may remember in 2006, um, just before the financial uh, crisis and the mortgage crisis that hit in 2007 and eight, housing prices did drop down a little bit, not a lot. And it was mostly because there was a lot of foreclosures then and houses were being sold at, at um, sheriff's sale. But the the reality is that the housing market has been undersupplying houses for for years um, and people have been deciding to rent rather than, than buy. Um, but I think as production of houses uh, increases, um, I, I don't see prices falling much unless the economy goes into a severe recession, which I don't see happening either, unless uh, some of this government spending issues uh, cause some problems. I think you'll you'll see prices stabilize. I don't think you're going to see much of a decrease in in prices, again, unless the economy really tanks. You know, there are so many things. For example, this is all anecdotal, but I mean, it's happening all across the country. Uh, A friend of mine who advertised on uh, our show in the past owns an appliance store and he told me the other night, this is the first time that my ads are strictly for employees and not for the products I have in my store. Yeah, and that's mostly because he can't get enough uh, product to sell. Right. And again, because interest rates are low and people have money to spend, uh, people are replacing appliances and things that maybe they wouldn't have normally uh, replaced in the, the past. His problem 
um, or her problem uh, is that um, they can't get enough employees to come back to work. Mostly the lower income workers are not coming back to work. They've been off for a year and a half. I don't have any hard data either, so it's anecdotal. But when I talk to business people, they say, look, I called somebody back to work. He says, I've been off for a year and a half. There's plenty of government uh, funding to keep me going. I- I'm not coming back to work. Right. Well, Why would they? Yeah. Three or four hours an hour more than you got before. Well, maybe I'll come back to work. But I kind of like this lifestyle where I don't really have to do anything and the government takes care of me. You know, and that is the scary. And therein lies the problem. And it's yes. it's it's concerning to me. And I, honestly, it's baffling to me that anyone is happy to sit at home and watch Netflix all day long. I could never handle yes. a life like that. But let's, you know, when we talk about some of the stores and see, we're, we're very close. All of these things, I think, are when I look at when I go to the grocery store and there are shelves and shelves that are empty. They can't get certain products in. And again, I know it goes back to the supply, the demand, the, the, the ability to actually produce some of these products. But when I walk through a grocery store that always had items in abundance, now have empty shelves, it scares me. It makes me think of the stories I've heard of those who came, who came out of socialist countries. When all of this is setting a stage um, for us to depend even more on the government. And, and when I think about um, even some of the employees, the doctors, the nurses, firefighters, um, first responders losing jobs because, you know, I don't I my my stance is you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't, don't. Right. You know, it's up to you. But if right. you are going to mandate it and tell these employees of yours that they will be let go if they do not get the vaccine, how is that going to affect our economy? How is that going to affect, you know, I worry about our safety, not just, you know, it's our health and safety. And it, it continues to affect production. United Airlines is doing the same thing. You know, so what's going to happen, you know, when people want to fly? It's just it's a mess. It's a hot mess. Do you see all of this tying in together? Look at Broadway. They just they just had a um, a, a very successful night on Broadway um, sellout crowd. And the next day they had to shut down because there was uh, someone had covid, even though I believe the whole you know crew, the cast, the crew and even those attending had the vaccine. But now Broadway is shut down again. I, how does this I mean, this all plays. It all works together. It all works together. And it's a it's, yeah. a, it's a recipe for disaster, it seems to me. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Rose. I, I noticed myself the last couple of months, even uh, when we go shopping, I noticed the same thing. The shelves, which used to be full of everything, mm-hmm. a lot of them uh, are, are empty. And then, of course, you start hearing there's going to be shortages of key products. So people go rushing out to, to yes. buy them for the papers, usually the one they're most afraid of. <laughs> and people start buying, buying it up. And of course, that creates a, a, a shortage. You know, uh, if we look at the big picture here, um, wh- what is it that made the USA great? We went from the birth of a nation to the number one most prosperous, largest economy in the world in about 150 years. Wow. Other countries were hundreds, in some cases, thousands of years older. In my view, the reason that happened was because of four things. One, we encouraged individual freedom. As long as you didn't infringe upon yes. anybody else's rights, you yes. pretty much did what you wanted. Secondly, we encouraged individual responsibility. As long as you were mentally and physically able to take care of yourself, you took care of yourself. Right. Thirdly, we had low rates of taxation. So whatever you earn, you know you got to keep most of it. That's an incentive to keep going. And fourthly, 
we had a very limited role for government. They provided certain public goods like defense of the country, a legal system, leadership, etc. But other than that, they pretty much stayed out of the way. So individual freedom, individual responsibility, low rates of taxation, and a limited role for government is what got the economy to where it is. What the current administration is proposing is exactly opposite to all four of those. They, they want to limit individual freedom. They want to control the healthcare market, the education market, and other markets. And when they control markets, they'll tell you who gets to do it and who doesn't get to do it. That's right. They'll end up reducing individual freedom. Secondly, they're re- replacing individual responsibility with social responsibility. The government will take care of everything and don't have to worry about taking care of your, yourself. We'll increase welfare. We'll uh, pay for you to go to college. We'll pay for your preschool. Uh, we'll pay for your daycare. So rather than individual responsibility, that's social responsibility. Thirdly, in order to pay for all this, you're going to have to raise taxes. Now, he says he's only going to raise taxes on people making over 400000 a year, but that's only about 1.5% of the population. Right. You can't possibly raise enough money just overtaxing the uh, wealthy. So you now have higher rates of taxation. And fourthly, you're now going to have a very big role for government instead of a limited role. So all four of the principles that, in my view, made the country great, uh, the Biden proposals are going against all four of them. And I think it's going to, if they're all passed, uh, it's going to end up stagnating the economy. You'll have an inflation problem and a stagnant economy. We'll go back to what we had in the 1970s, which was a stagflation problem, high inflation with uh, low economic growth. And many say, too, that it just moves America even closer to that European style social welfare state exactly and while that works for those people over there and they appear to be happy um that's not the way americans are americans like to the idea of having their freedom and not having the government tell you what to do and uh, have the freedom to pursue what their interests are in those other countries the the larger role for government is going to limit the choices that citizens have and the things that they can do and while they're happy to feel secure, Americans would feel much better uh, having our freedom. Amen to that. Um, talking to Dr. Michael Bussler. He is a public policy analyst, economics expert, as you can tell, professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey. You can find his columns in Newsmax, The Hill, The Western Journal, and townhall.com. Is there a website that you would like to put out there, Dr. Bussler? Yeah, so on Facebook, I have a page called Funding Democracy. So if you're on on your Facebook, just search for Funding Democracy. All of my columns pop up there, and I'd be happy if anybody followed me. Very good. Funding Democracy on Facebook. Dr. Michael Bussler, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. It was a great interview. Thank you, Rose. My pleasure. Look forward to doing it again. Thank you. Take care. This episode of Rose Unplugged is brought to you by MyPillow. Look, I've known Mike Lindell for a very long time. You know him as someone who is unafraid to stand up for the Republic. And so I ask that you stand up for him and visit MyPillow.com. Listen, I have got their sheets, the Giza sheets. It's like a dream. And you do dream very nicely on the Giza sheets and the MyPillows, of course. And they've got the dog beds. My, My buddy Tucker has got a MyPillow dog bed and he loves it. Listen, there's so much there at MyPillow.com. All you need to do is go there, and when you order something, plug in ROSE in the promo code area, and you will get up to 66% off on some items. 
So go to mypillow.com, put in promo code ROADS. Thank you for supporting my pillow as they support me. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hemp Lily, your journey more joyful. Hemp Lily helps women in menopause find harmony and balance again, naturally. Use code ROSE for 25% off your entire first order at hemplily.com, hemplily.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hemp Lily, your journey more joyful. Hemp Lily helps women with changing bodies find harmony and balance again with products infused with the amazing hemp plant. You can find them at hemplily.com. If you're going through peri or menopause and you're looking for safe and natural alternatives for symptom relief, give Hemp Lily a try. In their recent menopause study, over 73% of participants found relief in six or more areas. They offer free lifetime consultations and a money back guarantee. Use code ROSE for 25% off your entire first order at hemplily.com. The Rose Unplugged podcast is brought to you on behalf of millions of listeners and patriots. It is produced by Rose Tennant and Jumpstart Strategies with sound design by Justin Corbin.